Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good. You're back. I'm back. Is Where this the start? You? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so unused to these abrupt starts. Uh, first of all, Thomas, it's so good to hear the sound of your voice. And I'm so sorry I left you. The CNN Plus offer was just like too good. So yeah. for those that don't know, I went to CNN Plus. They made me this ridiculous offer. We spent the last month plus doing 100 six-hour-long episodes that we're just going to play on loop on CNN Plus nonstop. Then everyone knows the very short-lived tale of CNN Plus. It lasted almost zero weeks, and uh, none of that content will ever be seen. I won't get paid, and I had to scramble for my next gig and came crawling back and begging Thomas to take me back on pickle pod. And fortunately uh, he was gracious enough to uh, give me a pay cut and let me come back. So Thomas, thank you so much. And I won't leave you ever again. It's good to have you back. I had to break a heart though. I had to kick Casey off the pod. He'll be okay. He's very strong and resilient. Well, he, he, I mean, he's already bounced back. He's on the freestyle boys now. Yeah. I mean, it's not pickle pod, but it'll do. It'll do. For and him. speaking of freestyle boys, we do have uh-huh. nunnery, Rob nunnery joining us. Uh, Very good. Shortly. He'll we jump think. on. Okay. I think he has an interesting story for us because last night he texted me. He's like, I can't do the pod. I'm in the ER. It's like, all right, but not going to argue with that excuse, but mm-hmm. I never got any information. So. We're going to figure out what the heck happened to him. What body part do you think it was affected? His. I have no idea. I'm going to say, I'm going to say digestive tract. Yeah. That's a good guess actually. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's a good guess. Yeah. yeah. What are you saying? You can't choose the same as me. You got to choose his brain. Else. I don't know. He had like a his short brain. Yeah. You think he's coming here now after a brain ER yeah. visit? Mm-hmm. No, I think mm-hmm. digestive. Maybe he swallowed like a toy car or had to get that removed or maybe uh, probably just like food poison. I don't know. No, the, no, his, it was something with his brain. The doctor said the best remedy would be to have some highly intellectual jousting mm-hmm. to reinvigorate your brain and get it firing again, get you thinking. With two of the best in the industry. Exactly. And okay. so I was like, well, sounds like you should still come on. And so he's going to come on here shortly. Well, while we're waiting for Rob, I'd like to remind everyone to get their relight in. Oh, there you go. I don't know. Uh, I had mine this morning still. The best electrolyte mix in the game, bar none. 
mined from the salt mines of Utah and absolutely delicious. It is one of the only electrolyte mixes that has as much sodium as you would sweat out in an hour. And so the beauty with that, like honestly, of all the electrolyte mixes I've ever tasted or ever tried, this is the only one that I can tell makes a difference on my muscle cramps. And uh, so you can use the code pickleball at checkout at uh, Relight's website and uh, load up at a discount. That's what I would do. Um, I had mine in the middle of the night last night because I did uh, hot yoga last night and did not hydrate as usual. Yeah. And so I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh God, like I need to, I need to um, replenish. So I have the perfect time. 2 a.m. Yeah. And I I feel helped. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this mug that I have that I stole from my mom when I moved to New York. Okay. It says reasons to be a unicorn. Yes. Stunning. Okay. Fart glitter. (laughs) Uh huh. Poop rainbows, live yep. forever, can fly, awesome horn, you can stab people with. It's my mother. It's my mother's mug. Yeah. So. Well, the stab people with at the end was the one I didn't uh, I didn't th- see that one coming. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming? Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole thing to me is weird. But anyway, I need to catch you up on everything that's happened. Yeah, I was so gone. busy creating content for CNN Plus, I didn't have time as much time as I needed to follow Pickleball News. So the last... Four to six weeks, what are our biggest stories? By the way, people were like, did you guys, did you guys break up? Yeah, it's like, no. I mean, professionally maybe. for a second, but no, we're back. Um, and stronger right. than ever. I think that this time away has made our hearts grow fonder. Agreed. And now I'm going to bring you up to speed. And okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run you through this. I'm just going to start reading stuff. Yeah. And then you decide what you want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff and it's in no particular order. It's just like an absolute jumbled mess. So yep. that's what I like. Um, all right. Well, Gary Vaynerchuk bought a team. I think that's probably like the biggest news for, for major league pickleball. So having a personality like that in the game, huge. I had heard that. And also his team has contacted me for nice. some partnership stuff. So we're going to, you know, cool top secret, move a little forward with that. Uh, is it um, Vayner or 1.37 p.m.? We'll talk uh, about it offline. I was told Vayner, but I, you okay. know, I've been so busy creating content. Yeah. I haven't had as many meetings as I need to have, so I'm catching up on all that Well, stuff. I'm doing some stuff with them too, so okay. you should figure that out together. Well, I mean, um, we are partners here, so it would, uh, I mean, make sense that we also move forward with that stuff. Okay, next. Of course. Um, he, so he released, you know, his team name and has to do with like V friends as NFTs, which are really yeah. popular and can be very valuable. So I think that's one of the things that's sort of underlying in that story that people don't mm-hmm. realize, but it's great for, for the sport generally. And do we um, need to do NFTs here at uh, pickle pod? We could do some, we could do some NFTs. We are currently working with a company that's doing some, um, like NFT crypto stuff. So okay, cool. You know how hot NFT and crypto is. There's a lot of these pickleball. I see Rob in the waiting room and he's like trying to figure out his mic right now. He looks really funny. Okay. Tell him to give but us I a wanna... thumbs up when it's time to, for us to let him in. Okay. Well, I w- all right. Well, he can just listen to the rest of these. He can hang out with us. Why can't he hang out with us? Yeah. Agreed. What's up? Thank Rob, you, what's Ty- up, dude? Thank you, Tyson. Don't let him keep, keep me out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you're allowed to comment on this stuff. No, like yeah. I said, 
I've been at CNN plus signed this huge deal with them. Thought it was going to be like my rest of my life. I was going to be with CNN plus created over 600 hours of content with them only to then have CNN plus get canceled almost before it started. Now I came crawling back to pickle pod <laughs> and here we are. So Thomas is catching me up on the last month plus of pickleball news because I've been too enwrapped in creating this CNN plus content that will never see the light of day. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it really is. So, uh, Thomas, uh, we got Gary V, uh, he does internet stuff and, uh, he, yeah. So he's bought this team, uh, for major league pickleball. And yep. th that's news. I, I had heard that. So I think uh, that's all I need to know about that. Next. Yeah, that's probably the biggest. Well, I mean, and then obviously he came on. Well, so I interviewed him and I yeah. was like, yeah, we're not going to use this. Like I even say it when I was interviewing him, like, we're not going to use this. It's like, and then I was like, nah, this is too good. And so I like contacted his team. I was like, can I upload this? And so that is the, that's how we got him on pickle pod, but really oh, by telling like, him you weren't going to use it. And then use <laughs> yeah, it. Well, yeah. very, it wasn't, really, yeah, we don't really want this. professional. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to use it. It's just between us. It Psych. wasn't, yeah, it wasn't planned. That's not how I planned it, but it ended up working out really well. So the Gary V thing did go live. Yeah. So we put it, we uploaded it as like a pickle pod episode on YouTube and on Spotify. And were and you able to, you know, have a conversation with him without me? Yeah. And, it was great. Not a, not a, not a good one, but a conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. That's what, Rob, yeah. Hey, Rob, Those were Tyson. the undertones of my question. Sorry, sorry. I'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to choose my battles here. Me and Tyson are just talking right now. So <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Rob. Thank you for backing me. Uh, um, I don't want to, I don't want to go through this list anymore. Oh, I'll wow. Talk to Rob. Wow. Okay. Well done. Let's, well done. We should That's... talk to Rob. We've got the U.S. <laughs> we got the U.S. Open going on, right? Or yeah yeah that's well it. no hold on i want to get uh i want to get some more updates on on rob so rob you're out okay. in hawaii you just yeah. took a wait you're in position. hawaii right now yeah. i am in hawaii yeah he's he moved there so you're living wait. there now full time right yeah what island maui maui yeah. okay i do remember we had that conversation so you're in maui <laughs> and if i come to maui what can i expect from you <laughs> that's a good question what do you want i mean place to stay pickleball games like i just need to know the level of uh yeah whatever you want oh okay but you're working full-time there so you just took a new position at the club you just mentioned right yeah so uh mckenna golf and beach clubs discovery land property um They're yeah pretty nice and what it's, do we do what what do people do so like tourists can show up and play and pay to play no and you have to you have to be a member, which means you have to own a residence or a piece of land at the club, okay, or at the property. And uh, I'm assuming it's a golf resort, all of that stuff. It's got everything. Yeah, it's like ultra luxury, um, private. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't super. sound like a bad place to work. No, it's quite nice. Okay. No, the the Discovery Land crew they had uh, they had a major league football team at one point. Yeah, yep. I don't think they're in the ownership group this this year, but they're uh, not. And no. then Discovery Land is like a massive company. They have properties everywhere, like Baker's Bay, like all over the like in, yep. in like every nice location. It's um, it's kind of it's it's pretty legit. So, are you this. still playing tournaments and stuff, uh, traveling, or are you just yeah. mostly going to be in Mountain? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a lot still. Uh, okay, I'm gonna be so I'm in Hawaii. What? 
what the current situation is now is that I'm here seasonally and I'm gone in the summers from here just because it's slower. Uh, most of the people that live out here go back to, you know, there's a lot of San Francisco Bay Area people that come out here. There's a lot of Seattle people, a lot of West Coasters. Um, the Seattle folks obviously want to be back in Seattle in the summer. So, um, so summer's slow, slower over here. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, I'm going to be in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho in the summers based there anyways, at a place called Gaza Ranch, which is another discovery land property. Oh, uh, so it'll be much easier to get to tournaments in the summer where I'm based on the mainland. Right. Okay. Why, why no U S open? Um, I wasn't going to play the U S open, even if, uh, I hadn't been living in Hawaii. Um, Initially, it was just purely uh, I'm only going to go play tournaments where my costs are covered by the tournament. Yeah. And U.S. Open isn't covering costs for players. So I was just like, meh, nah. Yeah. yeah. And it was a very like, like, you know, we covered in the podcast last year. It was a quite a mediocre experience for it being my right. first U.S. Open. Right, right, right. So right. I was just like, ah, I don't want to go back. Yeah. So what's like the general consensus on the U.S. Open? It, it, it seems like, you know, there's there's certainly like notable absences, but it still feels like it matters to the players that are there. Like what's your yeah. perspective on the U.S. Open and kind of like its place in, in pickleball right now? Yeah. Historically, it historic, you know, it has historical significance, right? It was kind of the first or one of the first big tournaments that came on the scene that, um, you know, really showcased pro level pickleball. Yeah. So that it'll always have that. But in terms of where pro pickleball has gone and the way it's evolved and the perks involved now for the players and the way players are treated, they haven't maintained really that standard and other tournaments are passing them. Yeah. But yes, like if you're there, like players still want to win, like the prestige is, you know, the prestige is still real. Um, It's not going to be as pure of a title as, you know, some of the, some of the big tournaments where everybody's yeah. at but, but like if you're a player who wins the u.s open and you've got these these companies coming into pickleball trying to get in yeah and you can say i'm a u.s open champ they don't know the difference right it still holds that value to anybody who's 100 right 100%. so it's almost like a cheat code if you can go there when like certain players aren't there competition's more thin than it usually yeah. is you can kind of yeah. squeak out a win and be the u.s open champion yeah so for the pickleball world though the pros what would you say is the most notable tournament that is a real, real victory against the very best? Like if you could pick one tournament, Rob, that you win, which one would it be? I was going to ask this too. It it would have to, it's very dependent, right? It's um, before, before the tours kind of split with the exclusive contracts where you're really not allowed to play anything else. If you're on three year, you know, it's going to be a tournament that everybody's at, like yeah. everybody. So it doesn't necessarily matter. It's just the PPA with the most players or the APP with the most players. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly matters um, in terms of of prize money size, right? It's like, um, I don't know what the biggest one was last year, for example, but I think um, the, the Vegas championships was pretty big. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there for that one. Um, but I think most everybody played that. Okay. Yeah. So, Um, so that's what you're looking at is more like it's based more on prize money for you rather than there being an extra prestigious event to win. 
it's, there's really not an event like that right now. The U.S. Open kind of is, but like Thomas said, there's a cheat code. Not everybody's showing up anymore. Yeah. They don't have a real concentrated event where every single pro wants to participate and wants to win. Yeah, and Nationals was Nationals is kind of in the same boat um, right. where a lot of people didn't go last year. And yeah, so I think it's it's actually an interesting time if like if you're running a tournament, like you could like that's what the world championships create a world championship event, big prize money. Somehow sure get all the players can there. Come. The yes. challenge is the challenge yeah, is with the, the PPA contracts. Yeah. But I think that the peep it would it could serve everyone well if you could include everyone for just one big hurrah of pickleball, get yep. every single top pro there to have a conversation with the PPA and the APP and say, we're just doing a single world championship style event. Like yeah, I think it could well, happen, but like right now where, there's not, there's not the mission <laughs> Good luck. Is that what Thomas said? Yeah. Thomas said yeah. good luck. Well, I, I would, I would agree with Thomas there. I'm not a meetings person, so we'd have to yeah. have somebody else do the meetings for us. Yeah, we need. Oh, I sorry that that went over my head. So we, you were pitching something. You want us us three <laughs> to put this on? Yeah, we are. We I'm own, not a meetings person. We own the world championships of pickleball, and if you want to be world champ, and where it goes through here, it goes through here, and it's. It's like cycling where the world champ gets a special world champion colored the outfit to wear at each so that you know who the world champion is in that, uh, it, whether it's singles, doubles, or mixed doubles, the world championship, uh, the world champion clothing is very distinguishable throughout the entirety of the following season until the next world championships. It's good to have you back. I forgot how good your ideas are. Dude, I'm like a real business guy, you know? Yeah. We've come up, I mean, yeah. if, if, if our listeners would just kind of like take some of our ideas and run with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe billionaires. A couple, couple billionaires, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, ready? I want to test my audio live on, on, on the, this is going to be good podcasting right here, but. Okay. Rob, I want to know if you can hear this and if there's a hum in the background or if it's good. Go again. Can you like hear a hum in the background? Like a hum no. in the background, or is this no. good? Is this better than than the headphones I was using? Yes. And you don't hear any electrical like uh, hum or anything. No. I think that's on your end, Tyson. I don't think it is because <laughs> I can hear it again. I couldn't hear it before. Now I can hear it. But whatever, we'll listen to the <laughs> podcast at the end and see if the hum is present or not. Yeah. I mean, I would hate to have to just like delete this episode after all the, you know, butt cheek gold, but we'll see what happens. You're not going to CNN plus me here, Thomas. We've <laughs> yeah. got too many heartbreaks lately. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Rob, what, what's the next tournament yeah. that we're going to see you at? Then? Uh, you know, as long as my butt cheeks hold up yeah. next week in, uh, in St. Louis. Okay. What's that one? Is that an APP? PPA? Yeah, it's a St. Louis, uh, I think St. Louis Open, APP, 100K. Got it. Okay. And then you're doing Major League Pickleball, right? I am doing Major League Pickleball, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, and the application's closed for that. And the draft is coming up here. So I think uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the draft reveals and um, uh, the draft's already happened. Yeah, the draft, that's right. The right. draft reveal is at the end of, uh, end of May. I think they're going to do it in New York. At yeah, the, the New, York New York City York. Open. 
Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. Okay, so we'll which be there. which I will see you at, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and we're, we're gonna do some stuff. Yes, let's do we're, some stuff. We are. Yeah. Let me just let me hype this up a little bit. I I do believe we're gonna be doing something with Gary V and his team there. So Tyson, yeah, you're back uh, alive again. So we should talk about that offline uh, okay. as well. And then we also might be helping with the actual broadcast of the draft reveal. Tyson, we also need to talk about that. So okay. Um, but uh, for anybody who's in New York, if we have New York listeners, I mean, I know that pickleball's still up and coming there. But um, but uh, just got an interesting text. But uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a good event. So come out if you're if you're when is it in New York? But we'll get we'll have more details on that. I think we have to kind of. It's that May twenty sixth, seventh, eighth, something around then weekend. Because it sounds like I'm going to this, Thomas, and I didn't know I was, uh, but now I guess I am. Okay. So it would be nice to know the dates at least. Sorry, I misread the text. We can talk about this. Yeah, so it's May. It's the Thursday, the week of May 23rd, and okay. we're going to do an event in uh, the city. There's going to be an exhibition. We'll have some pros there. I talked to so uh, Rob, obviously, um, Kyle Yates, Irina Tereshenko, Zane Navratil. Uh, and we're working on some some other pros as, as well. But it should be a cool event. And the idea is like, let's just hype up Pickleball in the biggest city in the world because I think it's it's pretty lacking there at this point. Yeah, um, yeah it's crazy. And having somebody like Gary V and, and his team involved, I think it will really help like put a spotlight on the on the sport, give it the shine that it deserves. And, um, you know, I think it will be a cool event. So I can get some people there too. Yeah. New yeah. York is my largest fan base for some reason. Like on Instagram, when you look yeah. at like your insights, well, you should like, you should just come out to it. You should you should come. I again. Well, I thought you said I topic. had to be there, but now okay, you're saying, now you're inviting <laughs> me. Now you're saying like I should. No, this is like the whole Gary V thing. He's like, we're we're not going to use this for the podcast. No, Tyson, yeah, so we're not going to use you in New York City. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to be um, there. <laughs> yeah. So should I be there or should I not be there? Um. You should be there. You, I need you to be there. So but again, I we'll need you to okay. be there. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're going to have to not, if we take a picture together, you can't look that much taller than me in the next picture we take. No, I definitely will hunker down. Plus, that I'm getting tough. That was a tough. Uh, that was a hard loss for you. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough pill <laughs> to swallow. I didn't realize how tall you are. <laughs> when, when we were in Vegas in the announcing booth, that yeah. photo. I'm yeah. so sorry, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'm like 6'9". So like, even though you're 6'3", it's still, still going to look. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, thank, you. Shorter than me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So Rob, when we, so Tyson, we had Colin Johns on and it ended up being like the best episode we've ever done. Why is um, that? Because he blew everybody's mind. Just he just started like he just started like talking about like nerdy pickleball stuff, and it was like he was throwing all these like crazy concepts out there. And and one of like the main themes was pickleball is not meant to be played 50-50. So if you're playing doubles, it should not be about each of you covers fifty percent of the court. It's actually to your detriment to play it like that. There should be one uh, clearly dominant player. I mean, you you call it out. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's an explicit thing. Like this is the dominant player. And then the other person is kind of playing around that player's strengths and you play together as like a unit, you're shifting as a unit and it, and it has like extreme advantages. It's why the Johns bros are so successful. Um, and I just wanted to like bring that up and get Rob's perspective on that because it seems like something that every pro just kind of intuitively knows but has just not been something that's been 
discussed in any instructional content. And at the amateur level, every time I go to a court, it's like, all right, you got that half. I got this half. Like, you know, if it's in the middle, we'll just whoever's forehand, but that's the extent of it. So Rob, I want to kind of get your perspective on that whole philosophy and, and how you view that. Uh, yeah, I think at the pro level, it definitely has some merit, right? Um, I also think Colin's in a different position than most when yeah. you have a guy like Ben to your left. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's not even even on the pro level, right? There's not many people take take away ability and skill and talent. Like, there's not many other guys that play taking that much court and men's doubles. Um, and it's not not purely because they don't want to. It's just it's a different skill. And, um, yeah, so I, I, certainly it's the way they play best. Um, but I don't think, I don't think any other teams in the men's side have really allowed that left side player to really take that much court. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes, but, um, yeah, I don't think everybody can do that. No matter how good of a left side player you really are. Um, yeah, you know, the Johns are unique in that respect where you have such a dominant player on the left. Uh, most, most teams don't have that. Could be developed. I'm not saying it's not the right way to play. I'm just saying, Colin, yeah, it's easy for, that's easy for Colin to say, right? Because it's, uh, yeah, it's how they play best for sure. And it's how they should play. Um, at the amateur level, probably not. Was he said? I, I didn't hear the episode. And I didn't hear his comments. So I, I'm, I might be well, missing some, so, comments, some yeah, comments. Yeah, I mean, he did say that, like, I mean, he explicitly said, like, when I started playing pickleball, I designed my game and we designed our doubles game yeah. around Ben. Ben said to him, if we're going to play together, we have to basically design our strategy around me taking up you know, a larger percentage of the court. So they take it, of course, to the extreme. But for somebody who is at the amateur level, do you then are you saying that you disagree with the idea that let's just say like it's a four or five match? You think they should be playing 50-50? Um, I don't know if fifty fifty is the right way to put it, but I, I wouldn't say, you know, seventy five, twenty five like Ben and Colin are. Yeah. Um you can have yeah, you can have the stronger player take more court, of course, but maybe we're looking at like a, uh, you know, 55, 45, 60, 40. Um, but to, you know, when you're taking, when you're taking over that, when you're taking over more than let's call it 60% of the court or even 60% of the court, um, I don't think a four or fives movement on court is going to be strong enough to really maintain that because it's all positioning and all, um, yeah, movement footwork to uh to cover that much court and i think i think a four or five would struggle to to be able to maintain that what about well, other pro teams other pro teams sure um i think it just needs to you know the unique thing about ben and colin are like 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 what colin said like what you said that colin said is that they design their games around that um all the other pro teams you know typically aren't aren't brothers that have designed their games around each other um it's it's a couple guys that are looking at 
partnerships. Who do they want to part with, partner with next year? And then they meet up and then they partner and based on uh, skill level, based, based on, based on skill level, right? Yeah. They're not, they're not actually trying to mold their games to be the best fit of how they play, which is unique right. because um, I was talking to Casey Patterson about this. Like when we first interviewed him on the freestyle podcast and he was like, he was like, Pickleball is going to change to where you guys stop just like partnering up with random people and you guys practice together. You train together. Yeah. You focus on specific strategy based on how you guys should play based on your strengths as a team. That's not happening in pickleball yet. Yeah. And we talked like, about, we talked about that too, Thomas in the past where we'd asked partners like you guys need to start living by each other and seeing each other daily. hundred percent. That's something that partners are going to have to do as the sport gets more and more competitive. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, you're not going to be able to, you know, as the game evolves, you're not going to be able to just pop in with a random partner and go medal at a tournament anymore. It's going to yeah. get, it's going to get too intricate with strategy and um, needing to know specifically how to play with your partner. I think it's, it's, it's definitely going to change. And I, I agree. I think you're going to have to be in the same location as your partner, training with your partner, uh, really gelling the same way as Ben and Colin do it now. So it's a big and deal and it's nobody's doing it yet. On the amateur level too, Thomas, it's like if you're playing amateur, one of your goals should be to get better. You're not going to get better if you're letting someone carry or do the lion's share of the work at all the tournaments. Sure. Then like at what point are you separating from them because they're yeah. – then uh, improving faster than you or whatever, like maybe not, but like that's right. that's my thought on the, especially at the amateur level. It's also like not fun. It's also right. not fun at the amateur level. Like at the pro level, yeah. I get it. You want to win, and winning is the most important part. Are you saying, for example, pro. at the amateur level, like somebody that is playing the right side, for example, and is just not getting as many balls? They're not getting as many balls, but they're also they're also like letting someone else control the game for them to a certain degree more. And then it's like, A, what's the fun in that? But B, also like you're not – like I'd rather go to a tournament. Like let's say, Rob, you and I, you're much better at pickleball than I am. But we go and we sign up a four or five tournament together. I don't want you to hit the balls on my side very often. Like I, you, I respect you as the better player but my goal is to have fun and I want to hit the balls and I also want to challenge myself as well. And I feel like if I'm letting you take 80% of the court, then I'm doing a disservice to myself and my game because I'm not taking advantage of that opportunity to play in a competitive environment and improve myself in that situation. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, I'd rather I, lose I, trying and tr try to carry a percentage of the team rather than watch you win the whole thing for us. Interesting. Like, Do you think most I, people's perspectives are like that at the amateur level? Because I really don't know. I think that anybody who's done something competitively in the past at a higher level than what they play pickleball at is like that. But I think people whose most competitive thing they've ever done is pickleball probably are more concerned with winning a 3-0 tournament than actually like challenging themselves to to and getting to, better. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I think that that I think there's the two mentalities like some people just want to post on Instagram that they won a 3-0 tournament and have yeah. a picture of the medal. I don't care about that. I want the experience. I want to feel like I got something out of it. I want to feel like I learned something while I was there and that I did something that I wasn't sure I could do. Love it. Makes sense. So, but I don't blame anybody for just wanting a medal, but you guys know that those medals are sometimes plastic. Sometimes they're pewter with like a... <laughs> 
a plastic gold coating, they're not, they're not real precious metal. It's not, it's not real gold. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Thomas, would you rather win or have an experience that you feel like you earned and learned something? What do you think about our experience together? I liked it. We both played. I mean, I think we both could have played better. Uh, I don't think we were on our A game, but I like yeah. that we both like took our shots and we both like, you know, got in the mix and, and we didn't step on each other's toes. We'd also didn't like, we were fine covering the middle. It wasn't like we kept like clunking heads in the middle as we were both like fighting for those balls. So I think if we played together a couple more times, but I also like, if you stepped like 80% onto my court while I'm standing right there, I would definitely be like, Bro, that's too far over. Here's here's my thought. All right. The experience is is great. And even if you don't do that well, like you're probably gonna have a good time. Like assuming you just get like a win or, or, or a couple wins or something like that. You have some like competitive matches, you walk away and it's and it's um it's a valuable experience. And those those medals, they might be pewter, they uh-huh. might be plastic, uh-huh. but when you walk away with one, there's yeah. something inside you that goes, Hell yeah. <laughs> regardless oh, yeah. of level you could be like i don't you be that's like not the same for me it's you could be like same 4-0 for bronze and that will make people's month i'll make people's oh year, man my right? favorite my favorite is going down to the ho- the the hotel breakfast this next the next morning you know the continental the breakfast the and just sitting there and just watching people walk major around their medals from the day before major yeah. from the day before yeah. see that's that's not me that's i take the medal i hand it to my daughter she can have do with it what she wants hang it up in her room or throw it in the garbage like i have so many amateur medals for so many different things that i don't have space for any of them dang what's that like <laughs> i mean I have like one i have like one medal it's just like the story of my life like age group swimming growing up uh all the way through into college like i have a, so many stacks of ribbons and medals your and parents everything. kept them all yeah God, my parents just moved and but the reason to up in the trash, it's the pretty, reason to keep tough. the swimming ones is because they put your time on the back of all of them. So mm-hmm. like you have like you can see how your times progressed and stuff through that. I don't know where they're at, but I think they're stashed in my parents' house somewhere. Got it. Um, all right, ready for a, a pivot away from your your trophies and, and accolades? <laughs> yeah, because it's too many. Yeah, I mean this would be its own separate podcast uh, where we just cover all my accolades every single episode. Well, well, Tyson, one of the things, and I've sort of already said this, but one of the things we realized when you were gone is like we get really, really that, and we mm-hmm. get a really strong, definitely that, we get a really strong <laughs> response to um, just talking about like pickleball play, strategies, insights, sort of like the underlying things that maybe people you know, the small tweaks it. you can make in your game to, to really improve. So, okay. Um, and I like to make it specific to the person's game so oh no rob i I think you're you're, yeah (laughs) we're not talking about we're we're done with your with talking about you (laughs) okay um one of one of the things about your game that i think is so noticeable rob when when i watch you is your ability to like pull off a, a good speed up from below the net where i think like any any coach would tell like okay if you're like a 3-0 it's like you should be speeding up from there but you've kind of you've kind of developed your game to a way where you can be pretty successful you can catch people off guard initiating speed ups 
uh, despite it not maybe looking like an obvious speed up moment. What what kind of like do you look for? How do you think about disguising your shots? And how do you determine when to actually like pull trigger and when not to? Yeah, it's it's dependent on a few things. One on who's in front of me and who I'm pulling the trigger against. Yeah. Um, I would be curious. I was thinking about this other the other day. Like I need like I wish there I wish stats were more prevalent in pickleball. I would love to see um new business all, idea though the stat stuff um yeah somebody, oh, should, somebody um, should do it and trading get, cards with stats on the back get it dialed in um but i would love to just see the data on you know speed up speed up percentage like win percentage like what percentage of the time do you speed up off the balance and win that point what percentage of the time do you speed up out of the air and win the point um i would think you know it's, it's interesting because as a player, you're like, that worked, even if it was like one out of four. And if it's one out of four, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would be really curious to see percentage wise. I think I, I think I still do it too often, to be honest with you. Um, so there there are certain there are certain times where I'll do it and I'll do it at will, especially like if somebody is known to just hit a lot of resets back. If I know they're not going to counter, they're going to counter not very often and like bring anything with heat back and they're just going to try to soften it up, just attack at will. Like don't stop attacking that person ever because they will never hurt you and they will never, ever keep every ball down soft to where they're going to be in good position. Right. So if somebody, if somebody, if you're playing somebody that only reset, that only resets and tries to block, do not stop attacking. Light them up. Light them up and don't stop. Until somebody shows that they can counter and bring something with heat back, just keep going. You you said you probably do it too often, but I think the argument too is that you have to do it a certain amount so that your opponent doesn't know what you're going to do. If you're taking the same shot from the same bounce every single time, then they have predicted your gameplay and know what to expect. So yeah. even though you're not even though that shot's not always successful, like I think is what you're alluding to, like maybe it's only 25% successful, but maybe it keeps your opponents on their heels enough that it helps you in other ways. Yeah, I would say there's a counter to that in terms of the more, the more, you, <clears throat> the more you don't attack that ball, that's kind of that in-between ball where, you know, if, if I'm coaching somebody, I'd say that's not attackable. Um, you should dink that. The more you dink that ball rather than flick it, mm -hmm. the more they'll they'll sit back and not expect it, right? Yes. The more you attack, the more they're going to anticipate the attack. So the more you're dinking, this you know, it keeps them it keeps them guessing more. Right. I guess so, you don't want them to anticipate fully yeah, all the time because hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So that that's sense. the uh, that's that's the challenge is like the more you actually dink and the more you stay patient, the more your attacks actually work versus so along, trying to attack a lot. Along those same lines, I actually have had someone tell me to assume the ball is coming back hard every time and be in position for that to happen, even if it's below the net. And that way is, is that kind of like what you're alluding to here is that that person is going to be extra on guard so a dink isn't going to throw them off at all but they're also ready for a speed up because they've seen you do speed ups from below the net yeah once you start once you've shown somebody that you can flick a ball at them below the net they're going to be looking for it 
Okay. They're going to be looking for it a lot. Um, that's why, um, yeah, that's why mixing it up. If, you know, instead of, let's say I'm going cross court with you, Tyson, just dinking cross court and Thomas is right in front of me and Thomas has seen me take one out of the air, my backhand and flick it at him. He's going to be looking for that a lot now. Right. Um, so what I'll do sometimes is just, you'll dink cross court. Then instead of flicking that one out of the air, at Thomas, I'll just take it out of the air and just dink it at Thomas. So he's not waiting on that attack every single time. So it's just, it's just mixing it up. Just so some, just so your opponent's not sitting on what you're going to do every single time. Okay. So it's, it's mixing it up. It's disguise. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's patience. The more patient you are, the, um, the better everything works. That's the key. Yeah. I like it. All right. I've got a little hack. Ooh, a game hack or a life hack? Yeah. This is definitely for, uh, this will work a few times and then people will get used to it. I mean, Tyson, it's kind of like your Ernie. I mean, it is an Ernie, but uh, it's something that I like to do. And I actually have a clip of, of me doing this. I was playing with Ava Welsher and then some, some other, um, some other good players. And, uh, I, I do this all the time, particularly when I'm playing with people that I haven't played with before. And it's like sort of like a, an easy way to get like potentially like a, a quick point. Right. So they're they're serving cross court to you. The idea is to just simply return down the line tight to the line. And as soon as that person returns your return or, or plays a, a ball back, you're like sprinting up and you're trying to get that Ernie off of their third shot drop. I do that all the time. Yeah, you do do it all the time, and, and I, take, I do it all the time. And you learned, if did you, you learn haven't it from tried me? it, maybe. I mean, so you're saying they're hitting that third right back down the line? They're hitting it down the baseline, well, so, yeah. and you're still back court. But as you hit it and they hit it, you take your few steps up and Ernie mm -hmm. and you're their, third, their third shot because yeah. they're a not expecting player, you to be there. A smart player will foresee that and and hit their third shot to the middle, not yeah. tight to the line. But when you're playing dumb players, it works every time. Well, listen, <laughs> not every time, but like you just, if you're aware of it, uh, then you can do, I'm also tall enough that sometimes if a cross court dink to me is a little bit high, I can Ernie that as well. That's if they're, the, if they're trying to hit the that. holy grail is being able to Ernie cross court dinks. Yeah. Let's go. Doesn't that's happen the, all the time, I mean, but I can do it sometimes. That's the decal right there. Yeah. So, always does. um, yeah, I do. I love that move though, because you've got all that momentum moving forward as that ball's coming down the baseline. It's yeah, it feels really it's fun nice. too. I it's mean, so you get fun. away with one, and you're like, ah. and I don't laugh like that. I look them dead in their eyes, <laughs> and just like I like, it's like dunking over somebody. It's like don't Michael Jordan. Word. Yeah, yeah, it's like Michael Jordan dunking over Mark Eaton, and then just like not saying a word, just looking at him till he looks away <laughs> or cries. Yeah, or cries, gets on the fetal position on the left side in the shower. Too, too, too soon. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Anything else, Thomas? Yeah, well, Rob, so I, I just want to get an update on Freestyle Boys. So yeah. Casey, uh, he dumped he dumped me. Uh, but luckily, <laughs> at the same time, Tyson, you know, his hey, the timing back, worked out perfectly. Fe yeah. Fell through. Uh, so is he a permanent fixture on the Freestyle Boys now? And, and what's the update there? He is. Casey is a permanent co-host, so pumped to have him. He's uh, ever since ever since we talked to him last year. Um, like I haven't spent a ton of time with Casey actually, but like every time we talk, it's yeah. a really good conversation, and he's a really good dude. And 
I just love that he can bring the amateur insight into, into the podcast. Um, I think it's something that was missing before in terms of, you know, relatability and talking about strategy and helping amateurs get better. Cause he's going through that exact process where he wants to get as good as he can get. Um, and he's played a sport at the highest level. Um, so he has that relatability um, in terms of having seen a kind of a niche sport grow from its infancy into a more established sport, which is what pickleball is trying to do right now. So super pumped to have him. And we don't want to like say who's better and who's not, but who's the better podcaster, me or Casey? You don't have to answer. You can just say <laughs> choose not to answer. Who has the better hair? Uh, that's also a tough, that's, that's yeah, also that's a really, really yeah, tough that, one. That, that was taller? actually what like, I don't yeah. know. I know yeah, he's taller, <laughs> not me. No, Casey's really. definitely taller. Yeah. yeah. I he have a picture of him either. 6'10". Yeah. I love playing he's football 6'10"? with Casey. Well, if Tyson's 6'9". If I'm 6'9", no. Casey's 6'10". <laughs> no, Casey's probably like 6'6 or 6'5", right? Yeah. He's, I think at least 6'6". Yeah. Yeah. I love playing pickleball with him. Uh, he's super fun on the court just yeah. as a personality. He's always fun. So always wanted to be tall. Oh, dude, you'd no. love it, Thomas. <laughs> you'd love it. <laughs> You're really missing out, but you'd love it. <laughs> yeah. It looks awesome. I mean, it, it, really... <laughs> it does look awesome. It looks really cool. <laughs> uh, my buddies always make fun of me because I'm like five, I'm like five ten, and uh, yeah, I always pretend I'm, I'm six foot, and yeah, uh, they always, you know, make fun of me or whatever because I'm not as tall as them, and so I realize that. For state IDs, you can just tell them whatever height you want. <laughs> yeah. So for over like a full year, my ID was uh, I think it was it was like six one on my That's Michigan great. state ID, just so yeah, I could pull it out and be like, "Well, government says otherwise, guys." So yeah, enough with the jokes. Yeah, but um, you got them. All right. I think that's all we got. Well, Rob, are you are you um you're a duper athlete, right? I am. Give me give me a little what what's your favorite part about duper as a pro? I mean, when you're, when you're using it, like how does it come in handy for you? No, so I, I, I just actually, it's funny you mentioned it because I just saw a post that I think it was maybe Dane Gingers, you know, it was like him and Weinbach wanting to play. I think it was Anna Lee and somebody else. I like the, gen, the genderless aspect of it that, you yeah. know, we just have a set rating for all people regardless of gender and it shows how everybody stacks up. And I was actually talking to uh, Steve Kuhn yesterday, and he, he threw a stat at me that I was like, that was actually quite impressive. Um, he was like, from all of the matches that we've aired, like pro-level matches, dupers accurate, accurately predict the winner over 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's... is pretty impressive. Like, yeah. Right. So when the sports books lines come out, you just got to, you know, follow duper. E- it wouldn't yeah. be a bad idea. Yeah. Lots betting. of small wins. I'm sure Lots they don't endorse wins. it being a, a betting tool, but yeah, you know, unofficially, it's probably a pretty good betting tool. Yeah, no, it's that was more yeah. accurate than I thought it would be. So, well, you know how sports betting goes; it always goes really well until it goes really, really bad. <laughs> I don't. Yes. I abstain. Yeah, because <laughs> I know it's a slippery slope for me. <laughs> yeah, until until pickleball betting comes, then you're then you're gonna be a degen. Yeah, yes. I'll be like, "Where's Thomas this morning?" He's like, "I was up all night at the casino, just scratching himself." <laughs> oh, so like gamblers are like crackheads now too? Okay, got it. Like quite a leap there. 
Okay. Good. All right. Well, we'll end on else? gambling crackheads. Okay. <laughs> good. All right, guys. So we're taking this. Uh, we we took this clip from the beginning of the episode and we put it at the end here because it wasn't totally pickleball related and it ended up being pretty long. But if you want to hear about uh, Rob's butt stuff, because hey, why would you know? Why wouldn't you want to hear about his butt stuff? Um, you can you can listen, but just providing a little clarification on why this episode might seem a little bit uh, a little bit choppy. We're going to start with the pickleball stuff and then we go to the uh, butt stuff. Rob, I don't know. Uh, you were slated to be our guest today. Mm-hmm. Then Thomas got a text message from you last night that said you were going to the ER and probably wouldn't be able to be on today. Then Thomas texted me that this morning, and I said, text Rob back and see if he's on because an ER story is good for the pod. <laughs> and uh, then we guessed. That's why CNN Plus uh, hired you, by the way, because you think about that stuff. Yeah, you're like, and I was you're like, a content first guy. Exactly. Before I make sure anybody's okay, right. I need to make sure if I can put it <laughs> out on story. the internet. Yeah. Life, life-threatening predicament? No. So I guess that it was something to do with your digestive tract. But Thomas didn't. Thomas guessed brain injury. <laughs> Seems I didn't know what else I had left. It didn't sound like from the text that it was like you hurt your elbow or something. So. <laughs> yeah, but like he's texting with a brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, let's figure it out. I don't, Rob, I don't think who's he closer knows. here? You know? Who's closer here? Digestive tract or brain injury? I would say Tyson's closer. Kaboom! Sh- shocker. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, can you go into some details about this? Well, like what what happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, it, it it's been a f- couple weeks since I started feeling it, but um, basically had developed some. <laughs> story so develop some like (laughs) develop some lumps like around my butt and i thought it was from Uh lifting like i thought it was from like lifting heavy weights because i do like these kettlebell swings so you're thinking like hemorrhoids is that what you're thinking uh yeah i looked it up it didn't seem like hemorrhoids hernia um i looked at yeah it was possible hernia but these uh like it would go away it would come it would come and then it would go away and mm-hmm. then just the past three or four days though it got to the point where like i like it's all consuming pain like even wow. if i'm not even if i'm not sitting like i can't think about anything else other than this and Shit. like i out of curiosity for myself yeah it's like in the butt or it's like around the butt. It's not like in the anus, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, it's okay. like so it's like in the crack <laughs> in the crack area. Yeah, it's like like the like the lining of it, I guess, like the crack okay. area. Um, but it's like on both sides, and there's like these little hard lumps that are like really tender to the touch, and it makes it impossible to sit down. Um, Saddle source. Been taking tw- what is it? Twenty four hundred milligrams of ibuprofen like every day, and still feel it okay so the pain the pain's real which is what drove me to go to urgent care a few days ago which i i'm typically a guy that avoids the doctor um so for me to go to urgent care it was yeah it was real yeah for our listeners like if you don't go to the doctor then you don't know something's wrong with you so that's like my play too i was like if i go to the doctor i'm probably just gonna find out how unhealthy i am (laughs) right i'm gonna avoid that yeah okay it's like it's like when we don't drill because like we want to avoid 
uh, looking at the fact that our fundamentals suck. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That all like every shot, every good shot I hit is lucky. We, <laughs> I don't want people to know that that's all it is. Okay, so Rob, so you go to urgent care. So this is separate from your ER visit or the urgent. Yeah, care. no, this is this, this is separate. This is okay. probably four days ago. Okay, um, and they're like, yeah, this probably this. I don't know what what she thought it was like. It was diagnosed as like a polynidal cyst which is basically at the very like the bottom of your tailbone basically the top of your crack and it usually comes from ingrown hairs and it's usually in people younger than me so okay. it turns out like i saw the so she she diagnosed me with that basically was like i can't do anything for you you probably should see a surgeon um so they referred me over to a surgeon which is where i went yesterday okay so go to the surgeon and this is this is easily, easily the most uncomfortable doctor visit I've ever been to. Ever. Okay. It yeah. It was terrible. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we're going to need some real detail. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so, so get to this guy's office. Um, pleasantries with the reception. Lovely. Oh, Great. you you work at McKinney Golf and Beach Club? I'm like, I do. Oh, you do pickleball there? I do. Oh, so we probably know all the same pickleball people. Okay, so build a little connection with the receptionist. Um, get called back. Go to the go to the back room. Doctors ask me a few questions. What's what's happening? Um, how did you get here? How long has this been happening? Take your pants off and get sideways on this table. Okay. Okay. Very very little foreplay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds like the bedside. The bedside was. <laughs> was lacking something a lot to be, to be desired. desired yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean there was so pants off lay down mm -hmm. on my left side what kind of pants are you wearing here are these uh joggers lululemon okay. joggers okay um so choice. i went i went with the comfy choice for the doctor's Good. office very smart um so my thought is okay it's going to be some kind of cyst they're just going to be able to like hopefully give me some kind of numbing agent to where i don't feel any of this and then they're just gonna cut this thing out drain it whatever it's gonna be gone i'm gonna be able to walk out of this place with like a yeah a little incision that needs to heal but this, whatever this pain is is gonna be gone that was like kind of my hope and expectation going into this appointment so at this point there's one single problem area or there's multiple there's multiple uh okay. but multiple areas around my butt okay Good. I love just talking about my butt on the internet. This is fun. Thank you guys. Yeah. Really, I uh, appreciate you having me on. I mean, our listeners are going to love this. I mean, you can, you can speed up. You're the one that's telling the story. You can speed it up at whatever pace you're you asking, want to. You're like pausing and you're like, no, give me more detail on like where in the crack. Okay. I Only for my own. And Rob, this is why I'm asking because I'm like, if this ever happens to me, like yeah. I also need to know this courses of action I need to take in this moment. So what you're doing is you're educating people. Glad. Uh, okay. Yep. So, so the, this happens and you're thinking pains, they're going to pain relieve me before they do whatever they're doing. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. He just, he just tells me to get on my side. So I, I'm basically on my left side. He says, tuck your you know knees up to your chest as much as you can. So like almost in like a little fetal position, laying on my left side, pants down, fully exposed he starts getting in there like just kind of feeling around with his thumb to see like where the pain points are it's like is it there i'm like yeah is it there yeah like and he's just 
I'm like, I could just show you instead of you kind of exploring and like trying to figure out what <laughs> hurts, I can just show you what hurts. Yeah. So we don't have to do this whole song and dance. Also and that like that position you're in there, that's what I call the crying position. Like if I'm in yeah. the shower in the fetal position on my 100%. left side naked, yeah. uh, that's definitely I'm crying. <laughs> like when you got the call from CNN Plus. No, when I got canceled from CNN Plus. Oh, yeah. when I got the call, that's what you were doing. And then when I got canceled from CNN Plus because all of CNS disappeared, then that was me in the shower. Okay, uh, so did he let you tell him where the sores were or he just wanted to keep poking and prodding? He just wanted to keep poking and prodding. But I, yeah, I basically was just like telling him, yep, it hurts more there, hurts more here. And he goes, he goes, all right, going in. And then didn't say much else and whoop, all the way in. I mean, we're talking full tilt to the, to the, to the, yeah. Yeah. Knuckles yeah. deep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Knuckles deep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not once, but like several times without mm -hmm. like, without warning. It's yeah. I didn't like it. Okay. Are you healed? Like, what is you're sitting now emotionally? Or, oh, you mean yeah? <laughs> emotionally, definitely not. No, this is going to be years and years. But <laughs> I'm sitting. So yeah, no, this thing's been a life. You on a donut? Oh, nice, a donut. Lifesaver. Before that, the, like I could not sit. So what was the prognosis? Did he do surgery? Uh, well, we're not we're not done with my doctor's visit yet. So okay, okay so that happens, <laughs> and okay. um. He's like, all right, we need to try to cut this open. Lovely. We're gonna so, we're gonna we're gonna talk a uh, little pickleball strategy once this is over, just for everybody listening. Okay. Yeah, we're getting Sorry, back I, to pickleball. I'll, I'll speed I'll speed this up a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, like, yeah. I know so, that like sometimes, you know, like my grandpa listens to this. He's <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna love it. He is gonna love it. <laughs> all right. So he's like, we need to cut this thing open. Uh, let's try to he's like, I don't know if it'll drain, but let's try to drain it. So he calls in the nurses. The two that I was just exchanging pleasantries with in the in the reception that I just that, you know, we know the same people. And now she's going to see me in all my glory. So anyways, he's like, now I need you pants off um, face down on this on this map, this bed. Um, and he's he pulls out like a needle for anesthetic. So to, just to kind of numb it. Finds the, he basically finds the first body. He's like, okay, we're going to try to drain this first. I got I, I to tell this part first. So before he starts actually going there, he lays me down. He starts telling me this joke about Hawaii Five-0. He's like, I used to love this show, Hawaii Five-0. This guy would always say, spread them, and then put them against the wall. And then, like, meanwhile, like he's all I hear is, like, sounds like big roll of tape coming out. He's taping each butt cheek to the table, pulling it so it's, like, spreading them open. And he just wanted to tell me that's similar to Hawaii Five O, where he's spreading my butt cheeks out with tape. How that's somehow similar to them spreading somebody this against the wall. This is a real story. Wrestling. You didn't yeah. just make this up. Okay. No. No. Jesus. Okay. No. Um, and meanwhile, the nurses are right there while he's spreading my butt cheeks. The ones that are like, "Oh, we were just talking about knowing the same people." Awkward. Um, and then, so I'm prepared laying on the table, butt cheeks are spread. He pulls out um, the anesthetic needle. I don't know if that's what it's called, but finds the first spot that he wants to inject where there's like a little lump, injects, hurts, um, and then immediately goes with the incision. So 
puts the local anesthetic in, starts cutting me. It's the, it felt like there was no numbing agent. Like it was the worst pain I've ever felt. Like somebody shredding my butt with a steak knife. Like it was mm -hmm. terrible. And okay. to the point where like I'm gripping, I'm holding, I'm holding onto the table, like with both hands in the front. Probably like, sweating and everything. Shaking. Oh, no, dripping, dripping yeah. sweat. Yep. And um, even the nurse was like, maybe you should use more. Like saying that to the doctor and listening to this. And then um, he's like, nope, no drainage. I'm like, oh, great, perfect. On to the next. So goes to the same thing. Numbs, sticks a needle in to numb another spot. Cuts. Nope, no drainage. So we do this four different times of just going to different spots trying to drain something. Nothing's draining. And I'm just like, like, my body's shaking. It's so painful. I'm yelling expletives like under my breath, trying to catch my breath. And I wish, I wish this doctor's visit upon no one. But basically, they were like, yeah, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what this is. We're going to send you to the ER because uh, that's going to be the fastest way you can get a CAT scan. So he called in. He called in to the ER doctor. He was like, hey, sending this guy over. Um, don't really know what this is. It's not draining. Um, it's very painful. Um, scan him, and then we'll figure it out. So went over there. Um, was there for a few hours, but eventually got the CAT scan. And uh, that was kind of late, later last night. And the ER doctor is going to talk to that surgeon today. And then I'm going to go back today and see what's up. So, wow, so that's know. full circle. I don't still don't know. Wow, that's incredible. So uh, basically, you're, you're probably paying like $5,000 to know nothing. Currently. <laughs> that's currently that's where you're at. Not for no, not for nothing. Well, to know nothing. I got I yeah. got a lot of experience. yesterday. That's though. true. You've definitely lived a life there. <laughs> Yeah. Right. All right. Not uh, not what I was expecting. So not a brain injury. Just to <laughs> and confirm. are you able to currently play pickleball in your state, or do you need to? You know, like uh, running, jumping, moving. Is that all painful? Yeah, dude. That's your job, isn't it? I mean, walking's painful. Walking's painful. Okay, so you're like Netflix and chilling right now. Uh, no Netflixing, but yeah. Um, what do you need an, H an HBO Max login? What do you need here? No, I got it all. I'm just not watching any TV. Okay, <laughs> got too much going on. Yeah. All right. Well, we're sorry for your uh, losses there and your physical ailments, but you know what? Maybe there's a silver lining at the end of it all, like a rookie of the year type situation where after they perform whatever surgery they need to, your butt becomes like super <laughs> in some capacity. I'll keep you posted. I hope it does. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> more to uh, come on the butt updates yeah yeah definitely yeah well, though, we'll make sure to have you back on when we please uh, we gotta have a full definitely. recap yeah yeah can't wait to clip that one up for uh for instagram <laughs> okay thomas uh do we have pickleball news uh besides uh rob's uh er visits and uh no. everything going on